Good morning, everyone. Jim Laird here from beautiful, sunny, sort of sunny, uh, Largo, Florida. Dr. Stillman will not be joining me today. He has some appointments he needs to go to this morning. So you're stuck with me. But I would recommend in the comments checking out his masterclass, which he's done two of. Um, one on iodine, one on cholesterol, gotten lots of great feedback, totally free. If you do want to have some input on the, on what he discusses and teaches, if you join his sub stack and you can go to his link tree to do that, or my link tree, I think I have a sub stack in there too. Uh, and you become a premium member, then you can help kind of decide, uh, what topics we're going to cover on those masterclasses, but there's a playlist below. He's done one on iodine, one on cholesterol. He's gotten a ton of, of, of great feedback from it. So that's something we're going to continue to do every Monday at 3 p.m. And I'm going uh, to do, I'm going to basically set all this stuff up in the future so you can look and see. I'm going to start setting the nine o'clocks up ahead of time. Just haven't had time to do it. But then his master classes are going to set those up every week so that they're there and you can set a reminder. Makes it a lot easier for you. Um, today's discussion, there's a video, a YouTube video below, and it's interesting, you know, I, I haven't, over the years, I was doing YouTube long before it was popular. If you go way back in my channel, there's videos from forever and ever ago. I have a, uh, a video that uh, called Prowler Sled Hell that's been copied and shared everywhere that was like me sprinting with a prowler, dragging a sled behind me. Uh, that's been all over the internet, but uh, I was never really consistent about my YouTube posting. And um, so, you know, now I'm trying to do a better job of being more consistent. But, you know, because of TikTok, really people's attention spans have really plummeted. And so there's only, you know, most people don't dive into the deeper, longer content. Some do, but most are scrolling and then they're, they're looking for these real short, short clips. So, you know, two of the most popular videos on my on my YouTube channel. One is, you know, how to increase motivation. I basically just like improve your health. You know, the, the healthier you are, the better you're going to feel, the more motivation you're going to have. That, that, that was basically the premise of it. And it got tons and tons and tons of views. The one recently um, was basically what people most people don't understand this simple fact that just about anything becomes any everything becomes a toxin at the right dose, right? And I'd originally heard Tim Ferriss talk about this. And um, I also, it was really interesting, you know, in, in, in our practice, in our coaching practice, um, and I get to see the medical side of things as well. Um, we really have a lot of discussions about people who get married to certain things. Um, and they're, they're, you know, for example, I will, you know, like talking to somebody who's really just bound and determined to only eat carnivore, right? And Dr. Terry Walls, uh, who, who wrote a book called The Walls Protocol, who's done a really great job managing her MS through diet lifestyle change. They had her on the on the show, and it was really interesting. They started going after her about the toxins in vegetables, right? Which there are. There's, you know, vegetables have certain things in them, but she made the the uh, the observation slash argument and kind of spun it right around on them. They're like. You know, do you do cold plunge? Do you do sauna? Do you lift weights? Do you exercise? Those are stresses. Those are hermetic stresses that the right dose actually make you improve. And she was like, 
these different vegetables, these different things that we eat, they have things in them that create a hermetic stress that drive an adaptation. And at the right dose, they're great. Now, obviously, you know, too much of a certain thing, um, you know, certain people can't handle things like gluten. You know, I choose to, I don't like obsessively avoid gluten. I used to years ago, I kind of fell into that gluten-free thing for a while. And, and I recommend most people that are struggling with autoimmune issues and things like that, you know, that's definitely something you want to avoid. And some people are highly sensitive to it. But I've noticed as I get out more in the sun and my immune system's in a better place, I can get away with a lot more, which doesn't mean I do that. I just choose not to eat gluten-containing foods because there's so many better foods I can eat that just have a lot more nutrition and a lot more valuable things to offer, right? So you'll get these people that are stuck, like I'm only going to eat meat. And then you look at their labs, you know, they've been doing it for six months, a year. They felt great in the beginning and then things are starting to fall apart. They're lacking you know, a lot of essential nutrients are lacking, you know, especially their minerals are all over the place. They're training really hard. Uh, and then they start tanking, you know, and, and they're so married to the fact that they're only going to eat meat or they're a vegetarian and they're only going to eat vegetables. Right. And people lose sight of the fact that, you know, all these things in doses, whether it's exercise or, or, I mean, anything really, you know, there, there's people out there that'll say, all you have to do is go out in the sun and that's going to fix everything. There's very few, I mean, I mean, it's like, why not work on everything? Why not improve your diet? Why not get out in the sun more? You know, why not limit, you know, your EMF, improve the water quality. It, 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 these people want to, people want to make it so that it's like a one trick pony, right? And it, it's very frustrating too. Um, and then people will sell people on stuff like you have to eat this way. Well, if that diet is unenjoyable for somebody and they don't actually like eating the food and it's not uh, fulfilling to them, um, you know, you have to educate people. Like if your diet is all Twinkies and stuff, like over time, you're going to have problems. But you can't just tell people you can only eat this food or only eat that food or only eat this food. You know, it's just you have to give people things like actually is are sustainable right um and and people have to come to those conclusions kind of on their own and a lot of the it, it almost becomes like the fire and brimstone televangelical you know televangelical preacher where it's my way or the highway right and so life doesn't work like that unfortunately um i wish it was that simple there are certain things that are hard and fast, but in most cases, there's a little wiggle room, you know, especially when it comes to exercise. You know, what's going to destroy one person might be a recovery day for another person, right? So there has to be context for the individual. And, you know, for example, uh, you know, everybody's big on fasting. I think fasting's great, but if you're a woman who's breastfeeding, fasting is probably not a good strategy, you know? So, there has to be context. And a lot of people have a really hard time putting things into the co into context of whether this thing, this, this uh, modality is good for them. And if we look at like traditional cultures, they eat a wide variety of foods that basically change with the seasons. You know, they eat what's in their local environment. They're obviously spending a lot of time outside. They're not under massive amounts of chronic stress, you know, hunter-gatherer tribes. They have stress. They're doing lo lots of low-level manual labor. We're, we're the opposite. 
you know, we have, we live in a temperature controlled environment that doesn't change year round. It's like 70 degrees in your house year round. Most people are spending 90% of their day inside, you know, which causes huge issues with our biology. We have an abundance of empty calories that provide very little nutrition and we do absolutely no manual labor. And we try to basically go make up for that by going and exercising indoors and usually at a high intensity, right? So instead of doing that low, low level manual labor and then adding intensity from time to time, it's like, well, I've sat in my desk for 10 hours today. So I'm going to go try and make up for that by doing a 45 minute hit class or a 45 minute boot camp or whatever. And it just doesn't, it doesn't really end well for most people in that situation, right? There are outliers. There's people that can get away with all sorts of things. So the key is, is you have to look at yourself and do a self-assessment of like, okay, what's my lifestyle? What am I willing to give up? You know, and, and, and the difference between myself and a lot of other people is I will meet people where they're at and actually help them improve and then allow them to decide, Hey, I need to make these changes in my life. If I'm going to see, you know, instead of saying, well, unless you do this, you're done. Right. I, I've seen so many people over the years and even, you know, like 25 years ago, you know, before I knew all the circadian stuff, I've seen plenty of people improve blood work, improve their health, lose weight with, without, you know, outside being, a priority, right? And I would tell people to go outside and walk, but I didn't really understand the importance of it like I do now. Now I, <clears throat> I can get better by combining like the circadian stuff and the quantum stuff with getting people to not eat like an asshole combined with, you know, getting more sleep and moderate exercise. I can get results a lot faster with a lot less like suffering than before. But all these things work in different ways and they all work together as a giant like snowball right and there are people and and i think like you know here's the thing that i've seen um particularly with like things like diet there's there's some simple truths you have to control blood sugar right you have to manage blood sugar and calorie load obviously we don't want to be eating massive amounts of energy uh, that go way over your activity level that can create problems in your metabolism, right? You can manage blood sugar with diet, but you can also, most people have no idea how much natural light the sun actually affects your blood sugar. You can also help manage blood sugar with um, the sun. You can also manage blood sugar by going for walks outside after your meals, which is great too. That also manages blood sugar. So you have to have metabolic flexibility where you can, a healthy human is going to be able to fast. They're also going to be able to eat a piece of chocolate cake and not fall over. Like, you know, have like a humongous sugar issue, right? You should be able to do both, right? And so that's metabolic flexibility, right? And we can manage those things with multiple things. We can do it through diet. We can do it through, through walking outside, getting in the sun more. All these things just make it a lot easier, right? So managing, getting blood sugar under control, getting outside more, fixing your circadian rhythm, those things are super important. So like I used to do a podcast with a guy named Kiefer and he's kind of fallen off the, the, the earth. I don't know what he's doing now. Um, the last time I heard he was in Europe, but he had a protocol 
you know, called carb night, which I really liked because people, you know, a lot of people that are broken metabolically, if they go on a low carb diet for a little while, um, it helps them kind of reset things. So he would basically say, you're going to eat low carb, uh, for five or for five or six days, seven days. And then you would have a carb night where you would have starch. He, he was in the junk. He liked using junk food for that to give people reward. You know, he would do it post training. Um, but they would have this carb night and it would, you know, spike insulin. It would kind of fire that whole pathway up. You saw much less like women would do really well on that. They wouldn't have like the, the, uh, you know, the thyroid down regulation and all these different things that come from, from lady and the sleep issues, uh, that would come from these like women we see that train really hard. that are on a low, low carb diet. They usually just don't do well over time. So that whack of carbs every five to six days would do great. And as the person would lean out, they would add more starch post training and that starch would fuel the next training session to re replenish glycogen levels. So it was a great balance between the two and it, most people really enjoyed. And I still eat more or less like that. You know, I eat lower carb during the day and I, I use most of my carbs. I want to earn my carbohydrates. I eat them post-training. I also live in Florida. I try to eat seasonally so I can eat a little more starch because I live, you know, in a sunny environment most of the year. So I don't, and when I was in Lexington, I would eat a little more low carbish in the, in the wintertime. But I would still have a little bit of starch after my training sessions because I wanted to be able to train a little bit harder and adding a little bit of starch post-training allows to do that. So a lot of people get locked into one thing, right? And um, you have to be flexible to use the right tools for the job at the right time, right? And a lot of people get so fixated on whether I'm only going to eat meat, I'm only going to eat vegetables, I'm only going to do hit, I'm only going to lift weights. There has to be a wide variety of variability. You can't get locked in and focused on one thing. Unless you want to be an ultra high level performer, then you kind of have to lock in on one thing or two things, but then you're going to sacrifice health and well-being, right? And even in that case, you can manage things through proper recovery, proper, you know, proper um, stress management. And, you know, of course, so you get into PEDs and all that good stuff, peptides and all the things um but people also don't realize for the normal everyday person they don't have the time to do all the things like you look at these like professional fighters you look at like pro bodybuilders they they're they're literally just training sleeping and eating if they're smart and there are some guys that can train eat go out and do shenanigans and get away for it, with it for a little while as they get older they can't get away with it as much but most people don't understand to have like an elite level body, an elite level physique, unless you're genetically gifted, even if you are genetically gifted, it takes work and it takes time. And most people with their lifestyle don't have the time to invest everything into how they look and how they perform. So the key is, is to find, do enough to get the results that you want. And after talking to hundreds of thousands of people in the last 25, 30 years, when I sit them down, that most people want three things. They want to look good, they want to feel better, and they want to look good naked. And the formula to that is basically walk outside three times a day, that's minimum. You can walk outside a little bit more than that, that'd be great. Uh, eat a protein at every meal. And I was interesting, I was listening to, and I think Dr. Stillman and I will discuss this, but Mark Sisson was talking to a guy and I really respect Mark. Um, 
he's been in it a long time, gives a lot of people a lot of great advice. Um, he talks about like the first uh, 100 grams of protein shouldn't even be counted against your calorie load because it's pretty much going into like brain chemistry and muscle repair and all these different things. He's like, it shouldn't even count towards your total calories. And I found that very interesting. And also, you know, protein takes a lot more energy to actually break down and use, right? So it, it raises your metabolic rate. So that was a really interesting perspective that I heard him talk about on an interview. Um, eat a protein in every meal. That's going to give you the blood sugar control. It's going to give you the muscle, the muscle that you want, um, you know, skin, hair, all that stuff, the amino acids you need to sleep, you know, all these different, different things, right? Um, drink high quality water. You know, there's so much garbage in the water today from birth control to chemicals, pesticides. We recommend RO filtered water, adding concentrates, or we just, we just buy spring water in the big five, five gallon containers. And that's super important. Get the lights off at night. I can't stress how important your circadian rhythm is. If you get the lights off at night, you get off your phones, you get a good night's sleep. That's really going to help. You know, plugging your Wi-Fi is part of that. And then have community. You know, you could, you could be, you know, doing all the things, but if you don't have connection community, you're going to have a really hard time. And I mean, there are certain people that can live on a desert island by themselves and do just fine. There's people that are wired differently, but most humans need a physical, emotional connection. And that's something, you know, to having a community that you get along with and that, that you have a good time with. Um, I'm moving to a rental house, Brooke Ramsey Pillow. Well, the, the problem, Brooke, is we're kind of dealing with this right now because uh, Dr. Stillman and I share a house. It's a great question, by the way. Dr. Stillman and I share a house that we that we rent. And um, basically, we just go, we either buy, because the RO, the, the, it's an RO filter. There's a bunch of them out there. Um, but they're they're pretty expensive and it, it, it it's a pain in the butt to install. So we actually have a whole bucket of filter parts that Dr. Stillman has from his house that he owned, but he doesn't want to go through the trouble of installing all that. And then basically, you know, leaving cause it's a big pain in the ass to basically unhook. So we just, we do two things. We go to, we go to Publix or we go to one of the Walmart grocery uh, neighborhood markets. They have a RO filter with that runs it through UV and we filter that out and it basically removes just about everything. And then we add concentrates. You can look up, you can use concentrates. It's a blue bottle about this big. We put two drops and eight ounces of water. Um, don't follow the instructions uh, on the bottle. It's going to tell you to put like 10 or 20 drops in there and it's going to taste like paint thinner. I mean, it's just, it's strong. And there might be some people that need to load minerals like that, but two drops is fine. But recently we switched over to back over to spring water uh from one of the local springs here and we've noticed that we enjoy the taste a lot better and also it just makes us feel better um so we'll we have a bunch of the ro water on backup for emergency and then we buy the the spring water the, they have a delivery service here that's actually pretty reasonable um and they just deliver like five you know every couple of weeks they deliver like five gallons to your door so um that that would be my recommendation that way you don't spend like thousands of dollars on a filtration system install it and then you end up uh you know staying there for a year and then you gotta like take it all out you know so that that would be my recommendation 
but if you if you type in Dr. Stillman and water, he's got some 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 blog posts and things like that on his, the specifics. Um, I so <clears throat> I have in my bathroom. I have a, sh a filter on my shower. All the water we use for cooking, we get from uh, those five gallons that we buy. Right. So we have a little. If you go on Amazon, Amazon the devil but it's so good at the same time if you go on amazon they have these electric pumps we actually have a manual pump too uh just in case like you know electricity goes out or whatever whatever the powers that be whatever the the powers that be whatever crisis is next but um you have they have these pumps that you can charge electrically that has a a nice little uh water line in it and you put it in there and then you, you know it just pumps the water out for you but we always use the the spring water or the RO water for our cooking as well. And then the shower, I just put a look up. You can buy a twenty dollar shower head filter. I use that. So um, that's basically it. But I don't stress about that too much. Um, I, I think it is important. You know, like we have a pool that uh, has chlorine in it, and and Doctor Stillman and I are like, well, you know, it's not great, but you know, I don't think the levels are at the point of, of being um, extremely harmful, especially with all the other things we do. Um, there comes a point where it's just like, you if you get too hyper-focused on things, it almost becomes a bigger stress than it is, you know. So we, we kind of take one for the, we actually, um, one of the things that helps our pool actually is there's actually a leak in the pool. And the people that own this house are not uh, not conducive to take care of it. So our water is constantly being, you know, refreshed. So the chlorine load is is very very low. So you're welcome, Brett. Uh, for insect repellent, that's a good question. Uh, I would go look. Uh, you know, bugs have ever since I've gotten. Um, that's a great question, Dave. But um, ever since I've gotten my circadian rhythm in order and I've gotten more sun and my, you know, obviously my melanin levels are a lot higher than the average, you know, Scottish Canadian dude. Um, I, I Bugs don't really bug me that much. But I would look at, um, if you go back and look at some of the you look at what some of the native americans did for bug repellent i can't remember off the top of my head but there's certain plants and plant extracts that tend to um mosquitoes and things like that don't like the there's all these like these really cool uh mosquito zappers now that you know they're like, they're, they're like a, they make a, they make a sound that mosquitoes like and then they nuke them um that that's uh something i would look at but i would look into like uh traditional cultures and some of the things they would use for bug bug repellent but but honestly like i i spend all i mean we have tons of mosquitoes here and they really don't bother me that much um then again if you're in a place like northern canada where i grew up um, and you wear head nets and things like that because they were just so ridiculously um ridiculous you know and if you do have to use bug repellent what i would recommend uh, like if you're getting into a situation where you're going to be in the deep woods, 
and you're going to be around a lot of ticks and things like that is I would spray the your clothes down like an outer layer of your clothes the night before with bug repellent so you're not putting it directly on your skin so that that's kind of a workaround because I've spent a lot of time in the deep deep like wilderness arctic slash things and and uh we would spray our clothes down with 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 bug repellent on the outside so it's not directly on the skin i, I would avoid spraying just about anything that isn't like natural animal based uh on your skin so i hope that answers your question dave and dr stillman can give uh his opinion on that uh on thursday when we chat in optimum male vitality James, thank you so much. I really appreciate the uh, the uh, feedback. It's really nice. It's nice to know that I'm having some sort of a difference that I help some people. It's really funny because you know YouTube uh, and these these TikTok things they push out these really short videos. If you go to the link in the description and watch the video I I posted on anything can be toxic, even oxygen, and people don't realize that if you know at a certain level oxygen becomes toxic you actually die from too much oxygen right so anything is toxic at the right dose the comments uh in the uh video you know comment section are absolutely hilarious and you, you know you'll have people like you know just blatant just trashing you and stuff it's i, I find it hilarious it's, it's interesting that people have so little to do in their lives that they have to go on there and insult people or call people names over an opinion, you know? And, um, I think that's one of the things that really bothers me about today's society is that, you know, I've always, the way I look at it is, is I'm going to basically give my opinion on what I've experienced, what I've observed, and then basically allow you to come to your own conclusion. I'm not telling you to 